<laughs> this is Alaska DIY. Alaska DIY. <laughs> Lavender blue, dilly dilly, lavender blue. Hello. Testing okay. one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Peanut butter applesauce. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay. Dad's going to kick it off. Are you ready? Kicker. Daddy, what if we call this podcast the Road Pass Podcast? Okay, we'll call it the Road Podcast, Adley. Hey, Dad, you don't even need uh, cheering sound effects. You got kids. That's right. Okay. We are... Let's. I'm gonna set the stage for a moment, for all the listeners okay. listening in right now. Set the stage. This is the Henderson Kids podcast, but it's Henderson's on the road or podcast on the road. But we are currently driving. Henderson's on the road. Okay, we're currently driving through the Kenai Mountains, on the Kenai Peninsula, north towards Anchorage. They all have snow on them, but they're green. Because it's springtime, or I guess it's it's officially summer now. It's uh, just after summer solstice. And we got the Ford Excursion loaded down full of fishing gear and kids. And Daisy Doodle Dog, the family, the family pooch. And what do we have in the back of the truck, kiddos? Sockeye salmon. Fish! Okay, don't scream quite Fish. so loud. What do we got? Sockeye salmon. Sockeye salmon. I caught nice. two sockeyes. What, Had? I caught two sockeyes. Nicely done, buddy. I caught three. No, I okay. So we have a chest cooler full of fresh sockeye caught salmon. sockeye salmon on ice. Does anybody know how many we caught in the last two days? 25. 25 sockeye in the last two days. Nicely done. All right, mom's got something to say. I was just going to say on rod and reel. 25. On rod and reel. Between seven people. Yeah, so we went up to the Russian River, right? Yeah. And we did not. We'd never done this before. So we went up to the Russian River, and we stopped because we were driving by, and there was tons of people lining the banks of the Kenai River. So we started stopping and talking to people to find out where to go fishing. And we had heard s- tips from some of the folks down in Homer that they had seen people catching s- reds on the Kenai. So we went up there, and we just started asking around and pulling in to some of the campgrounds to see where the action was. And we ended up at the Russian River, which is a tributary of the Kenai River. And uh, we... We pulled in, we parked in the overflow parking lot and went down to the river, dropped the trailer there and went down to the river to see what was going on last night. Do you, does anybody want to tell a story of what we did last night? How it went? Uh, we fished. And we caught fish. <laughs> uh, we found the old timer in the corner of the parking lot who knew how to tie the rigs. So then we pulled out um, our folding table and set up our fly fishing vices, fly tying vices, you know what I mean. And we tied some flies first. Did anybody else tie any flies, kids? Yeah. Who tied flies? Yes. Who tied a fly? I did. Josiah did? I did. Malachi, did you tie a fly? I did. Nope, I was sleeping. 
I can't hear you. Nope, I was sleeping. Oh, you were sleeping? Yes. Oh, yeah, you were right. You were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, kids in the back, pass the microphone and tell me the colors of the flies that you guys tied. Do you remember? Just tell me one color. Uh, purple. That's yeah, I helped you tie. Say it loud. Purple. Good job. That was Adelaide tied a purple fly. What about you, Hadley? What color did you tie? Orange. Favorite. Or orange and a uh, orange black one and a just plain orange one. Orange black one and an orange what? And just plain orange. Oh, and just a plain orange one. Okay, <laughs> Hazel, did you tie a fly? What color did you tie, babe? One had uh, Spit green it out, girl. on it and green. one had purple on it. Green and purple. Good job. All right. And I tied orange like Hadman and a squid-looking fly. And the funny thing is, is it doesn't really matter. So what the, the old guy told us was that you have a fly... There's certain there's some certain spe specific requirements that are in their fishing regulations. A fly that's non-weighted with less than three eighths of a gap, three eighths of an inch gap between the hook point and the shank of the fly, and you any weighted any weight on the line has to be 18 inches or more ahead of the fly. So that is the regulations on the Russian River. So we tied up a bunch of flies in the parking lot, went down to the river and rigged up with some split shot about two feet in front of the fly and watched people fish until we saw, we kind of walked up and down the river until mm -hmm. we saw people catching fish and then we started to wade in and look for fish in the river. The river is pretty shallow in most places. It's about knee deep, I'd say, in most places. Um, it got a little, it got a little bit below uh, uh, hip, hip deep for me. Yeah, in a couple spots there were some deeper holes, weren't there, Josiah? Yeah. Um, but once, once we started seeing fish, then we started fishing and there's a specific technique where you just cast your line out like a short distance above fish and you kind of sweep the fly across in front of the fish and you just do it over and over and over and over again. And we did it with spinning rods and fly fishing rods. And how many did we catch last night? Do you remember? Six. Six. Oh yeah. We caught six last night. And then today we Sacks. caught 19. Today we caught 19. We got the whole family out there. And then what? how did the fishing go, Josiah or Malachi? Did the, was the fishing easier or harder later in the night? Uh, I think it was a little harder because you couldn't see the fish as well. Um, it was easier in the fact that there weren't very many people there. Yeah, there was a, yeah, exactly. There was a lot less people because normally there's people all up and down the river. And if you want a certain hole, sometimes you have to wait in line for yeah. someone to catch their fish and yeah. get out of the hole. Mm -hmm. I think um, this depends on where the fish are. As long as you're in fish, you can catch them. It did really help when there was sun on the river to see the fish in the water and cast right to them. I mean, I didn't catch any while we were seeing them, and then when we weren't seeing them, I caught my limit. So. Let's talk real briefly about how hard these fish were to actually land. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You would probably have to hook five before you catch one. Land one. Yeah, and we learned really quickly that a net was pretty crucial 
and there were some nice folks that were leaving out on a plane and were like, here, use this net. We can, we can leave it with you because we have to get on the airplane in the morning. So that worked fine for last night. Did you guys use it? I wasn't watching you land all your fish. Yeah, we used it. Yeah. So then this morning, the first thing that happened when we got in the water was this old timer. I mean, like, I'm guessing 80 to 90 years old has a fish on. And so Abe grabbed the net and was going to try and help him land a fish, shoved the net into the water right into a rock and just snapped it in half. So then we were without a net again. Yay, Dad. So I think... At first, I was like, just use it with your arms. And Abe, you were like, no, it's broken. I don't want to use it. But we decided later on, like, it is crucial to have a net, even if you're using it with your hands in the water, because um, they were feisty. I mean, they definitely, even when they saw the net coming their way, they were, like, trying to get away from you. Yeah, those those salmon, they fought really hard. The, the river flows fast, too. It's a fast-flowing river. Yeah. And so, and the fish are, they, they are scrappy. They, they make yeah. good runs, and they use that current. And we had 25-pound test monofilament on, um, and we had a lot of our reels, the drag cranked way down to try to hold fish so that we could play them in front of us and get a net on them so they didn't run down river. Mm-hmm. And still, it was very difficult to hold fish yeah. in front of us. And one thing that I think I'm used to with trout fishing back in Washington is if you got a nice fish on, you could kind of play it out if you had your rod just right. And so I told the kids, play them out, play them out. And Abe looked at me like, no, there's no playing these out. Like, get them into the shore. Let's get them in the net. Like, the longer they stayed on your line, the more risk there was of losing them. Yeah. And I noticed one thing was that we did not have the exact perfect hooks for this setup. We had yeah. some good heavy gauge size four um, streamer and uh, streamer fly tying hooks. Like I think they Those were Umqua were just or Timco. bending left and right. Yeah, they were bending out. Yeah. They, so like you'd hook a fish and it'd take off running and it'd come off and you get it back and the hook points bent out. Well, and then I found, I took the kids down the path a little ways to a bridge and there was a fly stuck up on one of the boards so I pulled it down and I could tell right away that this hook was twice as burly as anything we had. So I hung on to that fly. And I think then after that, we found two or three more of this same fly, which must be one that's being sold around here. And so we definitely Wait. know what hook to upgrade to now, thanks to some of the tackle we found along the shore. Yeah, so I we've found our- oh, a ahead, white bud. one and um, uh, one my sister, um, Addie found one. Um, so like we both found the same one and which I think they're selling those ones because we found two of them. They were identical to each other? Yeah. Say, say yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, so, um, and I found a white one. Nice, buddy. And we used those, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, some of them had some dull points. Um, yeah. Or some of them, like, the the, um, mm-hmm. the thread was coming off, and I kind of re- refurbished them, sharpened the points up, and put some super glue on the heads to keep them in service. And yeah. they, they worked much better than the, the lighter-duty hooks that we had. Mm-hmm. I caught all three of mine on one of those that we found. I caught... I caught two of mine on a on a egg hooking leech pattern that we tied a long time ago that had the, one of those really burly hooks. But yeah. Yeah, but not as burly as the ones that mom's talking about, right? 
They're almost as burly. Okay. And have we really determined close. yet that we were flossing? Uh, we haven't talked about the technique. Okay. It's called flossing. You want to talk? T- explain what it is, Mel? Uh, sure. So, uh, usually, or the most effective way to do it is to use a fly rod, and you run any type of line. You mainly want to run just basic mono line, not any tapered leaders or anything off. Fly, uh, split shot, uh, however much you want, depending on how deep you're fishing, to um, 18 inches up, and um, what you do is you throw it in the water, and the sockeye, as they're swimming up, they open and close their mouth, and you get the line in their mouth as they open and close it, and then the fly will come up and hook them in the side of the mouth, and that's how you get them in. Yeah, the fly line, yeah, so the the weight are, is a couple feet in front of the fly, yeah. So it creates this leader between the fly and, and the split shot. And that you want to try to lay parallel in the water. Yep. You know, top to bottom of the water column and then perpendicular to the shoreline. Yeah. So that, yeah, like you were saying, as their mouth opens and closes, that, that line will run into their mouth incidentally. And then as it sweeps by, it'll pull the fly into the mouth. And that's why they call it flossing. It's an in. Oh, go ahead. Some of the. When I was taking my fish off the line, some of them were like, the line was in. I couldn't believe how yeah, it like threaded through some of their mouth pieces. I don't know. Mom's second fish, the hook threaded through the bottom draw. So we oh, had. Weird. Oh no, the last one. We had to cut the line and pull the line through the jaw. You can't snag. So and we did definitely snag some fish on accident. Yeah. You know, and we let all those dorsal, ones go. Though. Yeah, we let them all go. Some belly snags and some dorsal fin snags. Tail, which is really unfortunate because oh. then they fight really hard in it. It sound, it's gonna sound funny. In just a second, Mal, I'll hear what you have to say. It's gonna sound funny, but it's actually tiresome to fight these stupid things when you know you have to turn around and let them go, and they're snagged. I still mm-hmm. think it's fun, except when I had one on. It was on the fly rod, and it took off so fast that it popped something in the reel, and the drag went loose. So it was all in my fingers. And the line actually carved grooves into my fingers and, like, burnt it and just tore off my skin where it was. And now I have, like, all these lines in my fingers. And also, the reel started um, spinning so fast it hit my fingernail and broke my fingernail off and started it started bleeding. So <laughs> That fish broke off, right? Yeah, it broke off. That, after a while. I don't know what if that was a red or not because that thing have. was screaming yeah, down the went, river. It went off. Yeah, it was, like, almost to the end of my backing before I could actually get it back on and then it was able to pop off but i'm pretty sure my hand's pretty bruised up too well that was the only fish that even came close none of the other fish even though they'd make big runs and be a pain in the butt you know to try to haul them back in that was also a tail snag that's what was oh it was to. a tail snag yeah, so. oh that's why yeah. yeah you can't turn their head so they just keep fighting straight yeah. away from you going with the current and, uh, yeah and then another thing is when i had my 20 pound 25 pound test monofilament mono line on um, I hooked one, and I'm, we're almost positive that they're not only resin there. We don't know what else they are. But I hooked one, and I set the hook, and then immediately the line snapped and hit me in the face. And I was just like, whoa, what happened? Well, yeah, but didn't your rod bend over double on oh, the yeah, hook set? It, yeah, it doubled. Yeah, it was crazy. And then and today, that was last night, right? Yeah. But today another guy that was fishing in the same hole we were from the other side of the river he set his hook on a fish, and the exact same thing happened, and his yeah. eyes were huge. And he, he looked up, and he was just like, that wasn't a sock Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's like, he was. <laughs> he's like, that was a huge fish. Yeah. Um, does the Russian get kings? 
I actually don't know enough about it. I imagine it does. It's on the Kenai system. Yeah. But, uh, and this, you know, this is the time of year when kinks are running, but I honestly know very little about that fishery. Well, and from everything we're hearing here, the kings are late or missing, which has put an interesting spin on the salmon slam if we're all trying to get our five species of salmon here in Alaska. Hold on. Mom's changing lanes. She's uh, actually driving the truck, pulling the trailer, and I'm holding the microphone for her while she talks. I, I, uh, I, there might be a law against this. I'm not really sure. We won't tell anyone. I had two scenarios where I got hurt from the rod one of the scenarios was i hooked one it was a tail snag and it just ran up a river and i tried to grab the reel but it was already spinning so fast that it bruised the uh my palms like really bad and then uh and i still couldn't stop the reel from spinning and so i had to grab the line and pull it against the cork and as soon as i did that it popped off Uh, yeah, I saw your guys' faces when the line was ripping through your hands, all cringy-like. Yeah. Uh, but what I was thinking about the kings is that as a family being committed to conservation as hunters and fisher people, it's it's been some interesting conversation to be a, with the locals. And all of the rivers that we have ever fished in the past on the Kenai are closed to kings because they're just not getting the numbers that they need to ensure a healthy run. And so I think Josiah and I each have our king, which means two out of seven of us. Um, and Malachi's probably put in the most time besides, well, we all kind of have, but Josiah and I were lucky enough to get one. So I I'm wondering, and we've all put in like about 60 to 70 hours. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering at this point if we'll be able to pull off the Kings just because there isn't that much fishing, which I mean, in my pers from my own personal point of view, it's kind of a sad state of affairs because I remember it 10 years ago. And then when you and I were here two years ago, Abe, it, it seemed like there was health in the rivers. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but it's it's definitely been interesting to be a part of the conversations and not just to be hearing about it from far, but but being with the old guys on the riverside who who have fished it for 20, 30 years and are seeing something totally different. And I was just going to say, I think it's been headed that way for the last 20 or 30 years or more. I mean, especially the last five to 10 years. Yeah, so I guess just even in our experience from the time we've spent in Alaska, I guess I could say that I've seen it change a little bit. And it's interesting to have those conversations with the kids and wonder what's ahead for them, you know, and just to continue, uh, yeah, with a conservation mindset, even though we're super stoked about harvesting. What do you think, Hadley? Hadley is in the back seat, and Hazel and Adelaide next to him are both passed out already since we started talking. What do you think, buddy? I got two. I got two sock eyes. You got two sock eyes. Good job. Did you have any kings? Have you caught any kings? Has no. the king has the kingfisher been tough, buddy? Mm, I yeah. haven't even caught one. Haven't even caught one yet. 
in addition to that, where we have caught our kings is in the Homer Spit Lagoon, which is a man-made fishery. So they start king smolt there in this little cove that they've made and it's a dead-end fishery so those fish will never make it up a freshwater stream to spawn and so that stays open so in that respect um, I felt okay to be fishing there because we're not interfering with any sort of life cycle yeah that's how I feel about it yeah no wild runs there Did you guys have fun on the Russian River fishing reds? It yes. was really fun. Yep. You could really see, fun. You could see the fish and you just plant your line right in front of them and then they'd open your mouth and you'd set the hook. It was really fun. It was actually, it was very enjoyable to me even though I do get intense sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, very <laughs> intense all the time. Okay. Um... <laughs> You were a lot better today. So Abe's idea today was we don't have waiters for every kid. And I actually don't have waiters right now either. Nor do I. Nor does Mal. We're, we're in a hurt for waiters. I have waiters. Um, so Abe blew up the alpaca pack raft and ferried me and four of the kids to the other side where we had found this bit of a honey hole. And uh, at first I was sort of reluctant. I was like, I'll keep the little kids on this side of the river. And if we get a chance to pop out and fish off the stairs, we will. They have these like ramshackle stairs built down into the water. Otherwise, it's sometimes best just to let Abe like catch his limit, maybe. <laughs> but he really wanted us to come across. And so I finally was like, all right, we'll do it. I'll admit, I was a little nervous about black bears too, because last night we saw a baby on the bank with uh, no mama. I saw the mom. Yeah, Mal saw the mom a bit or further down I the river. Or I saw another group of bears. And we we also lost our bear spray somewhere out there. So that was anyhow, just that was totally you, Malika. Don't throw me under the bus. Anyhow, we all made it to the other side of the river thanks to the raft and. We all caught fish, so that was super awesome. So thanks, babe, for pushing us, pushing our limits always. It's always worth it. Yeah, and just to clarify, the river being pretty shallow, I, uh, I, gr I tied a rope onto the bow of the pack raft, and I waded across, and I'd take two people at a time with gear and just hold onto the pack raft and wait across. And so it only took two trips, I think. To make, oh, no, it took three to get everybody in the gear across. But once we were there, we spent most of the day over on the other side. And that, I think that was a lot of fun because there was not a lot of fish being caught from the other no, side of the river. They were, and they were... Except for all those old guys. Yeah, the old guys, guys, they would wait out, like, but they were wading out and casting into the areas where we were fishing from the they, other bank. No, they were able to sling that sucker far. They and were, I think yeah. that, it was also and because I think, of the split shot. I think they'd really mastered the technique of keeping their line parallel in the water, yeah, you definitely. know, to the current. So, when, I mean, to perpendicular to the current, essentially. When, but they were also wearing waders in the middle, like, near the middle of the river where you no, guys were trying to guys. fish No, not those guys. No, no, no. There were other ones on the opposite side. Earlier. What I was oh, earlier, but yeah. The point that I was making was that mom and the kids were not going to be catching fish from where they could access the river. No. Yeah. Because those were shallows, and there was no fish coming out of there. Everybody fishing from the, yeah. from the other side was wading in knee-deep and fishing the same the same holes and runs that we were fishing yeah. just from the other side of the yeah. river. 
So yeah, I it it got a lot more enjoyable for me too because I this morning I took uh, Josiah and I waited across and then I took Malachi across, and then I came back and took the twins across to help them fish. So Jess was on the on the other side of the river with Hazel, and uh, oh, Jess is signaling for the mic. I was just gonna say that Hazel pretty much has written off with all of the king fishing. Like I don't even care about fish. I don't want to catch fish. You can leave me over here and I'll pick flowers. And so we've been kind of just letting her do that. But I think today when it got hot and active, she did reel a few fish in. And so now she's caught the bug, which I wondered if that would happen. Well, yeah, and it was pretty cool for her to have that experience. I was going a little bit crazy, though, with Jess and Hazel on the other side of the river managing the twins and fishing rods. And you saw me get a little, I don't know, overwhelmed probably is a good way to put it. Well, and Hadley did fall in the water today and scared his shorts off. He was like, uh, just slipped in just barely and caught himself, but got in about waist deep. And uh, so. Well, before that, tell about uh, Addie. Addie's asleep right now, so she can't chime in. But tell what you saw of the experience with Addie uh, oh, get to catch her oh, first right? fish across the river. So I'm over on the other side with Hazel picking flowers and I hear commotion. So I look over and see that Addie's got a rod in her hand with the fish on it. And she was trying to back it up and Abe's giving her all kinds of orders like, hold your rod tip up, point it towards me. And as she takes a big step back, she just falls on her booty and she's screaming and crying. She's scared as all get out. But she hung on to the rod. Like, that's what I didn't get. So Josiah scrambled over real quick, was able to scoop her up and keep her company while Abe landed the fish in the net. But she was so scared. Well, the mistake that I made was I left her alone with the rod, thinking she could just hold on to the rod while I went and net the fish. Those? Well, I think she felt like the, the fish was going to pull her into the river. Right. That's what scared her. Well, and her. think about the pull. I mean, even for the us four bigs who were fishing today, like, when you had a fish on, like, I always am, like, you know, using my body to prop up and yeah. lean and Sockeyes play are it. my new favorite fish just because of how hard they fight. And, how and I have a feeling, Malachi, I've they heard people talk around here like that that like um, silvers are, are pretty feisty. So I wonder if that'll be even just a slightly bigger fish with a little more feist. Are That's what, remember, Tia they said when she was Dude. chatting with you that silvers are her favorite. We silvers are fighters. We caught some big sockeyes, though. And I just like Yeah, these are nice-sized fish. Yeah. We, we caught, caught a few yeah. really nice ones. ones. Yeah. I don't know how much they weigh because we didn't have a scale, but... I and mean, I don't know how much uh, we didn't ever measured any of them. I guess we like, could measure some. Some of them are as big as the small kings we were catching in the lagoon. Yeah, they're not shaped the same. They're yeah, a I lot know, racier shaped, shaped, less football the shaped. Length, the length is yeah, still the, the length. Same. Oh yeah. yeah, some of these king runs have been really small fish. Yeah, definitely. But then also the sockets are really big. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it was a good day on the river. Good, a good actually kind of like twenty four hours. We didn't get yeah. up here till till yesterday evening, right? So, did you guys have a good time? Yes. Yes. Did we catch a lot of fish? Yes. No. Yes. Malachi, we Mr. Twenty-five. Yeah. And uh, is there any more stories about our adventures on the Russian River that you guys want to tell before we sign off? Oh, um, Josiah, tell about what why yeah, your eye is yeah. like bright red right um, now. Uh, so I had just hooked, I had just flossed um a nice size uh sockeye. And 
I was reeling it in and it bent the hook out and the hook slapped against the shore and I got hit right beneath the eye with a split shot. And it is bright red. It looks like yeah. you're going to have a black eye, buddy. Yeah. We should probably get sunglasses for everyone. Safety first, you guys. Yeah. That's not what yeah, we get sunglasses said dad, for. Who's like, uh, I wanted to say. Don't worry, guys. They'll be fine. So Josiah was the first one to limit out today. And so then he he became the designated netter, which took mama a minute because I sort of tried to give dad the job trying to keep Josiah out of the water a little bit, but my bad. But I had waiters. He was a fantastic netting guy. And uh, there was one of the sisters was catching a fish. And so Josiah was in the water making sure that we landed it. And so since our the handle broke off the net, he had a hand on either side of the net and down into the water, like nearly to the top of your waders. And that fish was flopping around so much. You, your, His face, his entire face was being sprayed with water from all the flopping. And uh, he still netted it, like had to come out of the water, like spitting and sputtering because it had splashed so much water on his face, but still landed it. So that was cool. All right. You get, like I had to bl- I was trying to blink to keep the water out of my eyes, but you guys were like, "Don't close your eyes! You have to see the fish." No one was yelling at you, but you did good. Uh, after doing this once, I was surprised at how effective flossing was, but how challenging it was yeah. to to get fish on shore. It's it, really yeah. fun. I think we probably hooked. I I think I easily hooked three, like solidly hooked and played three fish for every one I landed. Yeah. Definitely. And even today, you guys all went back to get the camper ready to hit the road because we got to be in Anchorage this evening to see some friends before they leave town. And I stayed behind to – I had a couple fish left to, to yeah, get for myself. Me and, and Dad. Yeah, Malachi stayed with me to help me net. And how many did I hook before we caught my two? two uh, at least eight. I yeah, I was going to guess about – I had hooked and played ten yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how we're complaining that we had to play a lot of fish before we <laughs> caught our limit. Yeah, it, it is pretty bad. The it other keeps thing, it entertaining. It, 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 no, it's challenging. Like I, uh, but the point I was going to make, though, is that when we go back, and I'm sure we're going to go back here soon. Definitely. Um, I'm thinking, like, we need king salmon duty Dude, we should just we should tie flies on Actually, those uh, on those single hooks that we got in our uh, package. For salmon. Well, we definitely need heavy duty flies. I'm gonna get yeah, heavy duty brass flies, and then that um, big salmon rod, salmon fly rod you use. That's what I'm gonna use. I mean, we can get heavier rods. I would just like to point out that um, Malachi caught his limit on my fly rod. Good job, Malachi. Yeah. Good job, mom. (laughs) Uh, no, that was awesome. I just feel super, I feel very blessed for the amount of fish that we are able to put in the cooler and put on ice and have to eat. Because how beautiful are those fillets? They are really beautiful. Yeah. Nice. We, we actually gutted most of them, but the ones that we did fillet were really pretty. Talk, talk a little louder in the mic, buddy. You got quiet. Um, we actually gutted most of them, but the fillets that we did, or the ones that we did fillet were really pretty. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Bright red fillets. Just beautiful fish and the best protein that you can put in your body. Even some of the darker colored ones were still amazing fillets. I was really surprised. Like, I've never seen a fresh sockeye with my own eyes. I've always seen pictures. 
some of the ones that we caught that are very fresh, the their backs are like teal. It's a beautiful color. Yeah. It's like a very aqua teal color. It kind of reminds me of the Kenai River color, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely beautiful fish and a lot of fun eat to catch. It's called camouflage, Mom. A lot of fun. Well, I was going to say, uh, they're a lot of fun to catch. They're wonderful to eat. They're awesome. Although, kings are still my number one just because they're so fatty and delicious. But reds are delicious as well. And, um, Sockeyes, not reds. Sorry. The kids like to call them sockeyes, and they well, get on red, me for calling them reds. Reds are, the, reds are uh, spawned out uh, sockeye. No, no reds, I mean... Red reds is are just, after they get their color. Red is no. just a boring name in sockeye. Talking really? to your mic, buddy. Yeah, it's just a, like, what do they call it? Is it uh, colloquial? Oh, my God. I'm A colloquialism. A colloquialism? Is that a locally known yeah. term that's used, like... I think that's the right... Yeah. I'll have to look it up later. Um... So, yeah, reds, I mean, is very common in Alaska yeah. or even, like, in the supermarket, red salmon. Yeah. When they do get – we saw some that weren't spawned out, but we saw some that were starting to turn yeah. colors, and they were starting to get some red-ish sides and greenish yeah. heads. But when well, – boys, d- you, have you ever seen a red salmon that's really spawned yeah, out? Yeah, I've Actually, seen pictures. Um, one of the uh, – there was a guy there um, that caught a really – like, a really colorful one, and it was, like, deep red and with a nice green head. It was really cool. So when they're really spawned out, they'll have a huge hump on their back. Yeah. And a big hook jaw. And yeah. they just look like a complete – I mean, it's amazing how much they transform. A completely different fish. Yeah. They're gnarly looking. Yeah. But we didn't see any – I didn't see any of those. I just saw some yeah. starting no, to turn didn't. a little bit of color. But it still had that really streamlined kind of bullet-shaped uh, profile. Yeah. When they get kind of marginal, you can still smoke them, and then it's just up to your discretion as to whether you want to keep them or not. As, at some point, they're just not good. The, the meat's very mushy, and just it's just kind of gross. But these were nowhere. I mean, these were all beautiful. All right. Anything else you guys, anybody want to say before we sign off? Yeah. Um, Mom, remember when you hooked one? And then I hooked one, and I said, Mom, get your, get your line out of the water. And um, that was um, you actually caught that one, and that made up your limit. And then I lost mine, and then I actually got it back on. <laughs> and then I got another one on, and that was all in the course of 10 seconds. I just remember that was really crazy, and I wanted to say that. There was that moment at the end where Mal and I were catching like a lot, which is how I ended up. I told the boys, I think we each had, did we have one or two fish left? You guys to get each Mal? had two. We two. each had two, and but we were running out of time. And so I told Mal, I was like, if I catch my limit first, I'll buy you guys ice cream. And then Mal said to me, if I catch my limit first, what did you say? You, will you buy me ice cream? I said, you'll cream? buy us ice cream. And, and then like, me and okay. Mal caught our limit in a span of like 20 minutes, I think. It was ten. awesome. So now we, we both ten. get ten. So now we so all now get two ice cream. We all get ice cream. <laughs> no, because you and Malachi uh, caught your limit. So we both, so we all get two ice cream. It's good. Yes. The point is having a... Uh, cooler full of fish is not enough reward. We all get ice cream now. Yeah. <laughs> I would Thanks, rather Mom. have a cooler Good full job. of ice cream. Really? I'd rather no. have a cooler full of fish. Well, I think but, we should uh, throw him out of the truck real fast. What's that? I think we should throw Joe out of the truck real fast. Throw, are you I'm being in with that. sarcastic right now? I can't even hear what you're saying. I think we should throw Joe out of the truck right throw now. Throw Josiah out of the truck? I'm cool you, with that. I'm not even joking about that. That's completely ridiculous. Okay. Let's do it. All right, this is the Henderson's on the Road podcast. First time we've ever done this. 
while driving, uh, all the little kids are passed out in the back seat. They all started w with us screaming into a microphone, and now they're all sleeping. Gone. And uh, we're still driving towards Anchorage. The sun is shining on the beautiful snowy mountains, snow-capped mountains. I guess the tops still have snow on them. The rest of them are emerald green and sparkling in the sun. And it is a lovely day to be in Alaska. It is. To be here is glorious. To be here is glorious. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs> this is Alaska DIY. Alaska DIY. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Alaska DIY podcast. For more information or show notes on the episode, you can go to www.huntalaskadiy.com. Also available there is a Kodiak Island Sitka Blacktail guide that gives you all the information that you need to plan your own hunt on Kodiak Island for the elusive Sitka blacktail deer, which is actually, in my opinion, one of the coolest and most fun hunts in Alaska, even though nobody ever believes me when I say that. Uh, soon to come, I'm working on two different caribou hunts, how-to guides for caribou hunts. One is the Hall Road or Dalton Highway caribou hunt. It's the Central Arctic caribou herd. Uh, north of the Brooks Range, up to it's the highway. The Hall Road's the highway that supplies Prudhoe Bay uh, oil fields. So that's a really cool hunt. I did that this year in August. Had a great time. Met some cool people up there, and it's just beautiful country. Got to see muskox. Uh, got to see some caribou. Uh, just a really neat uh, experience overall. And that is a hunt that's very reasonable, very doable for an out-of-state individual who's looking to see Alaska and do it on a budget and, and get up here for the first time to hunt a caribou. Uh, the second one that'll be coming up is the Adak Island caribou hunt. Adak Island is a really interesting place way out in the Aleutian chain, uh, almost, almost to Russia actually. And, uh, but it's got caribou, so it has no closed season, no bag limit. And uh, just we're excited to get out there and, and see it for the first time and check out the hunting. Um, looking for some adventure out there. So we'll be coming back with a lot more information on how to do that hunt that I will, that I will put together into a how-to guide. And so look for those two caribou guides uh, this winter. The Hall Road caribou hunt and the Adak Island caribou hunt. Cheers. When my children were approaching hunting age, I knew that I wanted to teach them about the tenderness of hunting. There's always been a moment right after I kill an animal that is overwhelmingly conflicting. When I kneel next to an animal that died at my hands, I experience elation, joy, and gratitude as well as love and sorrow. In an effort to mark this tender moment, I began a very simple family tradition. Now when we take an animal's life, the killer kneels and places a hand on the dead animal's still warm body and recites these words. Thank you for your life which sustains us. It's not much, but a reminder to pause in an otherwise busy and exciting moment to show our respect and gratitude. It's also a reminder that the meat that nourishes our bodies throughout the year came at the expense of an individual animal's life. So here is my ask for you. Take a child or a loved one into the woods. Teach them love and respect for all things. Teach them the skills necessary to hunt with humility 
and to be deadly so that animals do not suffer at their hands. Most importantly, teach them to be grateful for wild places and wild creatures.